hands that I played recently in the $5,000 buy-in StormX Invitational 3 that took place in the Poker Go studio very recently. Huge thanks to Simon right here. Simon's the boss. He invited me. Why can you not see my mouse? Simon's sitting to my direct right. Why can you not see my mouse here? Interesting, interesting. Well, that's not good. All right, well, whatever. Such is life. Simon's sitting to my right. He invited me to play this tournament. Kind of last minute. I got in there. I played. I ran hot, and I won. Actually, I got there after a long night out, and I sat down, and on the second hand of the day, I busted. I got it all in with... What I have? I think I had tens against ace queen or ace queen against ten, something like that. It became clear to me very quickly this was going to be a tournament where people were not afraid to get in there and battle. I'm sitting in here playing with a bunch of crypto legends, so they were not afraid. And I got on with a flip on the, like the second hand, and I lost. We only started with 50 big blinds. It was a bit of a turbo, and that is okay. I think a lot of people in their minds they are emotionally fragile. They go there, they play, they get it all, and they lose the first hand, and they think, "Oh man, now I'm going to lose every hand for the rest of the day." And, you know, maybe you will, but also you probably just won't. So <laughs> that's good. Realize that there's variance. Variance exists. You're going to lose some hands. You're going to win some hands, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I rebought. Of course, I, I didn't fly to Vegas to not play. And then I didn't win any hands again for like two hours. And two hours in a turbo tournament is a long time. So I sat there, hung out. Didn't win any hands for a while. And then finally, I started winning some hands. And then I did not stop winning hands for the most part. Uh, yes, this was a slightly turbo tournament, but there still is a decent amount of skill involved. You can raise and then fold spots, or you can shove in scenarios where you think your opponents are going to be uh, like overly weak, right? Maybe you think they're opening too wide. So there definitely is a lot to play. There, there's a lot to, of play in these tournaments. By the way, I did win this trophy back here. It's humongous. It's that giant... Red X over there. It's a very cool trophy. It weighs about 40 pounds. My wife was paranoid that it's going to break my bookshelf. Look at it. It looks like the bookshelf is bowing down. You see that? It's like, eh. So we have, we need to get to do bookshelf soon, but that's okay. So anyway, very cool tournament. Very fun. Today, we are going to go through and watch some of the hands that I played towards the end of the tournament. Um, they did stream the entire tournament starting from the first hand of the day. So you can actually go and watch this on Poker Go's YouTube channel. Go to poker or youtube.com, type in Poker Go and Storm X. It'll come right up. All right, let's take a look at some hands. I just wanted to do a great turn for me. The turbo. I wanted to do something <laughs> down. Yeah, I saved you money. Oh, thanks so much. There's me in the purple hat. It's, it's how much? 75. Wow. Simon folds the 5-4 of clubs here. Uh, notice we are playing 50-75 blinds, which is quite big. I have one point. 2 million, which is what? Almost 20 big blinds. I am almost the big stack here. Okay. Simon had the 5-4 clubs under the gun with about 12 big blinds. This is a spot where some people just put in a raise right off the bat. And that's a big mistake. Low suited connectors are very, very bad, especially as you get shallower and shallower. They're only really good if you can shove from late position, and even then they're not amazing. I think that is a spot there where a lot of people will limp or min-raise, but Simon did a good job to not do that. Working at one of these purple hats. You know, I actually only made 50 of these purple hats. They have my Deck of Degeneracy NFT project on the side, for those who do not know. I like the crypto. I'm, I'm decently in the NFT community, and I have a project that I brought in about $750,000 from people who trusted me with their money, 
uh, given back over $1.5 million to them so far with a whole lot more to go. So that's what this hat is for. There's only 50 of them in the world. I've probably given away 46 of them. <laughs> so look, you can email us, Kevin. Kevin's here all the time. Uh, if, if support is listening, make sure, Kevin, you get a timestamp for this. Give Kevin a purple hat if we have any left at all. If not, maybe I'll make 50 more. I make, I buy, whenever I buy hats, by the way, I buy like a thousand at a time, normally for the black hats and the white hats that we have, but I made 50 of these purple ones. They were going to be exclusive, and it turns out they are. People like them. Maybe we need to do more hats with color. Who knows? Ow. Ace Jack offsuit. Should we shove or min raise? Yeah, I keep giving you chips and you keep giving it I do raise it to the minimum. So here we raise it to the minimum. On the off chance that like Corbell goes all in, apologize if I mess up anyone's name. If he goes all in and then Bala shoves, I will of course fold. Or if even if I min raise, someone shoves and someone else shoves, I'll fold in this scenario. Notice we all have about 12 or 15 big blinds. This is an example of a spot where there is some skill involved. Some people just shove it all in. And to be fair, shoving it all in can't be that bad. Uh, but at the same time, this is a situation where you definitely should min raise it. And if it does go shove and shove behind you, eight is going to be super dominated. And then you can get out of the way. <laughs> Redistribution. Yeah. <laughs> you can steal my chips. Over time. around to Chen. Chen has no chips here. We will be calling it off. All right. Okay, and Chen back in for all of it. Uh, not good. In no, a little trouble this time. Uh, if you do raise here, by the way, to two big blinds, and then anyone besides Bala shoves, you got to call it off. Notice everybody has, we have just like a five big blind stack. Over here we have eight, and here we have like 12. I'm going to call it off against anyone. Maybe if I get the vibe that uh, Seville is very, very tight or something. I will fold, but he'd been drinking these fancy seltzer waters that are tainted with alcohol all day. So I do not think that I'm going to be folding to him either. There's a Although he actually played tighter than he was acting. And you're supposed to wait, but... Suited though, suited is pretty good. Yeah. Got the ace five suited against oh, Shadow and Little Z's Jack. Kevin, Kevin, he's just giving you a false hope. Kev, good luck, man. Seeing what's going on at the other table first. Be a five on the window. Ace five suit is pretty good. Before we run this out. I'm rooting for Jonathan, but good luck, Kev. Somebody on the stone cold couple. And they want to all in over there too. I think we might actually be on the bubble here. It is very hard to get knocked out on this table. Fucking mad, isn't it? This guy, uh, Seville, likes to say bad words. It may not be a family-friendly stream today. Sorry. Cover the children's ears. You hit two. On the river. Oh, look. Here's my friend Johnny in this green sweater. Would you all believe that Johnny designed the cash game and tournament masterclasses at PokerCoaching.com? When he came to me, he did not know how to play poker about four or five years ago, right before COVID. We met at an angel investing conference. We had the same backpack. It's the ideal backpack. And we made good friends. And uh, he had an educational technology startup. And he had a little bit of spare time. So he said, I want to make a course that teaches people how to play poker the same way I teach people to ace their college classes better than professors do. And he did. And that's why, at least in my opinion, we have the absolute best courses online for anyone to learn poker. Check it out, pokercoaching.com. Johnny right here. Design them in the green or yellow, whatever color that is. Up that hand. Got Joseph no Chung in the mix. There, so back to the main feature. That is Kevin Princess Chen is at risk. <laughs> all right, can I win an all-in? Probably. 
10, 10, 6. Chop it up, that's fair. Kevin would be happy with a chop. Chop it up is fair. We don't want a chop. Too much money. chop ability. Turn is a king. Better than a five. If it's outright, he'll need a five. Not for you. Not for you. for a chop. Six. King six. The king six five. King six five. Six five king. Or an ace. River, though, is a seven. All right, he is out. Okay. Appreciate all of you being here, by the way. If you are here, if you're paying attention, click like, click subscribe. Thank you. Here we have a very subtle hand that I think most people would play poorly. Own any NFTs? I was just going to say. Got to tell you, Jeff, I never bought into the. You all get a deck? wild world of nfts that lasted for about 15 seconds perhaps the only good business decision you've ever made yeah nfts are alive and well if you know what you're doing by the way most people do not they don't want to study all right really yeah the way this hand went down simon who invited me to the game <laughs> looked at his cards before the flop and to me it looks like looked like he wanted to fold okay it looked to me like he wanted to fold. And then this happens. Uh, it was a 25k poker go heads up. Folds around to him. He gets his cards and he's trying to fold again. Oh, it wasn't like the, fi it wasn't like the finals. Or anything. <laughs> then he checks. We are playing 50-75. He has 100k chipping already and he now limps. So look, nothing is Simon, but <laughs> this is a spot where when people are trying to fold, they can't help themselves. You need to raise with anything you possibly have in this scenario. This is a spot where most people are going to be reacting very honestly. And if people are reacting honestly and they're trying to fold because their hand's garbage, you might as well raise and win the pot. So we have the 10-3 offsuit. We raise, we win the pot. <laughs> and this may not look like much, right? But in this scenario, we pick up our big blind back plus the small blind plus the ante. That's 225,000 chips. Notice, I'm doing pretty well here with 100 Seven, uh, 1 1.7 million, and to add 225 to that is huge. Anytime you get the vibe of weakness and you think your reads are right, you gotta pounce, even if they invite you to the game. Before we get kicked out here, let's do a free shot. <laughs> Everyone wants to have a free shot. What I'm saying here is this is a loose, casual, fun game, and when you can create the environment of casualness, you will often see people being very honest with their reactions. Now, not everyone is going to be very honest with their actions, and some people will be honest sometimes and not honest sometimes, but you need to be looking for these things. And like right there, the standard play is probably just to check and then check it down and then lose, right? I mean, if you look at a GTO chart, it's probably going to say to raise, actually, a decent chunk of the time with the bad hands. Pull it up, look up your poker coaching app. But this is a situation where I, th I think... I should be raising 100% of the time, right? And you'll find that if you get reads like this, you can pick up a lot of chips in scenarios that other people do not. And I, you know, I did win a lot of the all-ins at this in this tournament, but at the same time, I also picked up a lot of small pots. And picking up these small pots for three or four or five big blinds, when everybody only has 15 or 20 big blinds, if you do that 10 times in the tournament, that is gigantic. Right, Jack? Also, for, for everyone here who is... Playing these games, like say you do play a loose, casual, fun home game. What I recommend is you be loose and casual fun and fun all the time, perhaps except when you're in a hand. If the action is ever on you, or perhaps whenever you have cards in front of you, 
be a little bit more stoic. You know, I, I get the idea that you want to keep the game fun and casual, or maybe that's what you're here for. You're here for partying, you're here for networking. You know, poker is a, a side event here. But at the same time, you don't want to give away stuff, especially if, if people will be picking up on it. Don't tempt me with a good time. <laughs> I'm getting busted soon, so might as well take a free shot out of it. You gotta be confident. <laughs> You're winning this tournament. Do you know what, Jonathan? Oh, I believe I'm gonna win. Look. Simon and Pearl. Simon has, what's he have? Where is he? 625K, easy all in here. Or 600, yeah, 625, easy all in with the Queen Jack, so good for him to shove. Again, this is a spot where a lot of people in this game perhaps would have limped or raised the minimum, but no, you just gotta shove. All of it. Hopefully because once you put in 150 out of your 625 and it gets back to you, you have to put in 450 more or 475 more to try to win a pot of something like 1.3 million. And at that point, you need to win 30-ish percent of the time. And Queen Jack's going to win 30-ish percent of the time against almost everything. Queen Jack and Jonathan Little looks down at Ace King. Here, I have to ask, given we are at the final table... At the final table, do I want to call and try to keep Bala in or try to call and get Bala to jam over me? And I actually think that's kind of viable if you think your opponent's insane or something, but Bala seemed to play reasonably enough, maybe slightly loose, but certainly not absurd. Also, I don't really want to call from the small blind and have him call in the big blind with H7 of clubs or something like that. I'd so much rather him just fold. So even though we have Ace-King and Ace-King is excellent, um, you need to be jamming. Mo basically all hands in this spot. I don't, I don't think I'm really having a calling range. How can you get a poker coaching hat? Send an email to support at pokercoaching.com. If you are a poker coaching member, you will get a hat for free. All poker coaching members, if you want a hat, send us an email. We will mail it to you for $0. I know a lot of sites try to charge you $40 for a hat. $0 here. I give it all away. By the way, did you all enjoy the free pass? I gave, I gave everyone access to pokercoaching.com for $0 for the last five days. Some people wonder, how could you possibly do that? Aren't you just going to watch all the content and never sign up? Hopefully you learned. There's more content there than you can get through in four days. Also, we consistently add tons of high-value, high-level content on a very regular basis. And we have a lot of tools there, like, like our app, for example, that you will not, not want to cancel and not, not want to have. These are tools that you will want to continue to have access to. So the site is sticky. Yes, I'll give it to you for free. Have a taste. Enjoy it. Make the most out of it. Go through as much as you can. And if you learned, stick around and come back. Absolute uh, this, monster. That's the nuts, bro. <laughs> the StormX co-founder and CEO all in an at-risk about a two-to-one dog with the Queen Jack against Jonathan's Ace King. And the needle. Doesn't know what needles are, but he's good at them. He's pretending not to know. I showed you guys seven deuce. You have more live cards. Very true. Yeah. 1.4 million in the pot. Different Simon here. Hello, different Simon. You're enjoying it. Enjoying the class. Enjoying the books. Good. I have a new book. Let me get it. It went for the other table. 100 essential tips to master no limit hold'em. It'll be coming out very, very soon. Please go check it out. How bad Simon you wants this. Number one selling poker book. It's not even out yet. Simon, good luck, man. Thanks, man. That's cool. Five dudes. Oh, let's fast forward. Okay, here we go. Draws available, but the easiest route would be a queen or a jack. Am I gonna win this one? The six of clubs on the turn. Jonathan has oh, the king of clubs in his hand. 
Simon's in bad shape. Cleaner a jack that's not a club to double up. I like how Simon doesn't stand up. Just sit down. He knows he's not leaving. How about the queen of diamonds? Red queen. Red queen. Waited to make a super. You got your subscriber back. Thank you, thank you. I'm so happy about that. Little loses the pot, but regains the subscriber. Simon, you. Yeah, great. That's great. Every time Simon would lose a pot to me, he'd say he's gonna unsubscribe. Every time he would win a pot, he says he's back in. I'm still here, baby. <laughs> I think it's I'm not leaving. Are we still taking pre-orders? Yeah, you can go to Amazon or DNB Poker to get the book. Uh, and Lowe says nurses, pizza delivery guys, etc. Right. I think you guys are talking about two very different things. No, I, I don't think so. I know that. We're all on the same page. We're all talking about role playing. I know it's 2023. Times have changed. Let's get a little carried away here. All right, what do we got? We're playing 50, 75 blinds. Okay. Oh, wrong screen. We're playing 50, 75 blinds. All right. When you're playing 50, 75, you cannot fold in the small blind. Not enough pictures in the book, in your opinion. They're actually probably like slightly too many pictures, in my opinion. I made a, I made a point to like give a lot of pictures to the ranges. Um, okay. In the small blind, playing 50, 75, you cannot really fold because you have to put in 25 to try to win 225. So any hand you limp, you need to be able to realize like 10-ish percent of the pot from out of position. And you can't, I mean, every hand's gonna realize 10-ish percent of the pot. So if you're gonna be limping a lot in the small blind, you need to probably make sure you're really protecting your limping range. Cause now instead of playing, you know, whatever, call it 95, 90% of hands or 80% of hands, whatever you wanna be playing in the small blind, cause you're gonna normally fold the bottom. Now you can't fold those. So you need to limp with some of your better hands as well to protect your limping range. Okay, now we are playing the spot where it's kind of odd where we only have 900K, which is 12 big lines. So despite that, I'm still gonna be limping a ton. But if you are gonna be limping in this spot a ton, you definitely want to protect your limping range by limping with a lot of your best hands. So many people shove all their best hands, limp all their trash. And then when they limp with all their trash, they inevitably fold out all of it if their opponent shoves. And in this scenario, we are down to 10 or 11 or 12 players or something like that. And Bala should be quite aggressive here. Like with King 7 offsuit, I would just be all in if I was in Bala shoes. Because even if I announce that I am going to limp with a lot of good hands, it's a spot where I just should not be calling it off all that wide. Even 7-2 has that equity in the small blind. Uh, let's scout Equilab. I will show you some math. Quick, quick math. Quick, dirty, basic math. In the small blind, you're going to underrealize your equity. Let's keep that in mind. You're going to underrealize your equity by a large amount. So let's take 7-2 offsuit, give my opponent 100% of hands, because that's what he has. You see, 7-2 offsuit has 35% equity, which is pretty good. If we underrealize our equity by 50%, which is, I don't know, maybe somewhere near accurate, that means we have 17% um, expected value in this scenario. We're going to get 17% out of this pot. We're putting in 10%. We're going to get back 17%. I'm sorry. We're putting it, yeah, we're putting in 10% more because it's 25 into 225 total, roughly something like that. And we're probably going to get back about 17% out of this pot if I had to estimate on average. Maybe it's a little less. Maybe it's like 15%, but whatever. 15 is way more than 10. 
And yes, you need to account for the payout implications. But you get what I'm saying, right? Like this is 7-2 offsuit. It is the literal worst hand. So this is a spot where with the literal worst hand, if I'm in okay shape, it's fine. Also, we're not going to be against a random hand when we limp and he checks and we see a flop and go from there. We're going to be against a worse than random hand, right? Because he's going to raise a lot of his best stuff, presumably. So depending on his strategy, we're going to be against just a lot of marginal stuff. And against marginal stuff, we're going to have more equity and therefore realize more equity, right? Is this on Kindle? It is on Kindle. Is it on Audible? It is on Audible. Is it in physical book? Yes, it is. It's on all the formats. We already made it. I sat in a little box and I read that book for about 40 hours. No, not 40 hours. I read this one quickly. 20 hours. Funny enough, whenever I write a book that is with other people, like Excelling at No Limit Hold'em that I wrote with 20 other world-class poker players, while I did have my hands all over the book and I helped edit the book a lot, it was still like their words at the end of the day. And if you give me someone else's words to read, I can't read it very well at all. I mess up all the time. But if you give me my words to read, I don't mess up. Like I can read seven pages at a time without making a mistake if I actually wrote the words and I am the one who edited it. For those who do not know, I write and edit my all my books. I do this by myself. For the most part, I probably should take additional help, but I like efficiency. Anyway, I read this book very quickly. Excelling at No Limit Hold'em took me like 40 hours to read, which was a long time. Okay, anyway, I lent 8-5 suited. He should probably just shove the King-7 offsuit. Like any King-X offsuit probably just wants to shove. Same with low ace-X offsuits. Especially here, even if I'm protecting my range well. If he min-raises, I'll call. Jeremy, don't look so happy over there. Okay, 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 okay. Important spot. Because I just told you he should shove a lot of his ace-X. I will be limping with a lot of my best ace X for sure. I'm definitely going to limp a lot of my base, best ace X because like I just told all of you, I'm going to try to limp and protect my range. I'm also going to have a lot of nonsense down here, like eight, four suited, right? Five, four off suit, et cetera, et cetera. So while he will have some fours here, he's going to have almost no aces. And it's very, very difficult for him to have an ace or four, therefore, this is a pretty nice barrel spot, especially with a backdoor flush draw, plus, you know, some some backdoor straight draw equity. So we're going to bet small. If he has nothing, he'll fold. He should call the king high, probably. Going back to the same thing here, you may ask, why would he call here? He has the king high. Well, the answer is he has to put in 75 to try to win a pot that's going to be 375 total. So he needs to realize 20-ish percent equity in this pot, and he probably will. It's not a great spot. He's going to be in a nasty scenario if I keep betting, but I don't like mind display. I'm going to go ahead and barrel this turn almost every time, though. He should float the flop very wide. Pushing his luck now. <laughs> what did this guy say? Let me. How do I turn this out? Jonathan's really pushing his luck now. <laughs> Let's hear it again. <laughs> Good read. <sighs> Jonathan's really pushing his luck now. <laughs> Very important when you're bluffing. Laugh and smile as you would if you were not bluffing. If you get all perturbed and nervous and all that, people will read that, right? And I don't know much about Bala's play, but he plays a decent amount, it seems, and... Anybody's gonna pick it up if I, like, if I act weird towards a laugh. Instead, the guy says, I'm pushing my luck. All I can do is laugh at him and just get my chips out and keep betting. Now. 
Okay, that's, <laughs> that's too good. Jonathan's really pushing his luck now. <laughs> now we need to go kind of chunky. We're trying to get him off of everything besides a pair. And he should probably fold here. Maybe I'm supposed to go bigger. Maybe I'm not supposed to go bigger because look, I need to be able to shove the river and I am going to shove the river. I think a lot of people make the mistake of shoving a ace on the flop or preflop. I mean, it's not a mistake to shove an ace preflop, but if they do have an ace on the flop, a lot of people just jam, although they should not. Not saying Bala would, but a lot of people will. Um, and I think a lot of people will shove the turn with an ace. So if they're going to shove the turn with an ace, again, it's not a good play, but that's what some people will do. And, you know, they don't have a ton of aces or fours to begin with. I think this is a pretty good spot just to bet, flop bet turn jam river, especially if he knows that I will protect my limping range by limping a lot of the best aces. Maybe he doesn't think that. Maybe he doesn't know it. Who knows? But obviously I could have a lot of fours, right? So I think it's a pretty nice spot to go for it. The flop picks up that gut shot, as you pointed out. Fires again on the turn. Puts a ton of pressure on this type of hold well at done. King High. It's almost like he owns a poker coaching <laughs> website and knows what he's doing. You think it would be called like this feels like a huge pot. Or <laughs> Doesn't it feel like a huge pot? Seems but it's clever. Like blind. It is a huge pot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. Okay, that was a good. So that's another example of a spot though, where I think a lot of people limp pre-flop, check, 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 lose with eight high. But there, I mean, not, nothing against Bala's play. Besides, maybe you should have shoved pre-flop. It's a spot where I should just. Uh, I'm going to win that pot a lot, right? And that puts him in a nasty scenario. Blowing. A lot of people are saying that they've heard about my love for tequila, and that's why the poker community has really embraced it at the table. Yeah. I've heard I wouldn't that, say that, Jeff. though. I wouldn't. Nothing happened. How much we own now? But it does Boy. seem to get more and more popular. You're going to be rich saying. after this. Yeah. More money than I ever had in your whole life, huh? Yeah, We're now at the final table. We're now at the final table. Five, uh, 50,000, 100,000. So normal size blinds now, right? Let's take a look at the stacks real quick. Here I am on the button with 11 big blinds. All right. Nice spot. No one super short. We have two players with five only, but five only is not all that short when we are at the final table and the biggest stack has only 27. Simon's still here. He's crushing it. 20 big blinds. Good to see it. <laughs> it's not about the money. It ain't about the money. It's about winning. Yeah. <laughs> she's back. Well, she's so hired. Nice. She's hired. Here's Lynn. She's having fun. I qualify. Don't worry. Ace two offsuit on the button. Can I min raise and then fold this at the final table? Um. So look, I don't know anything about. Princess Love or Song here, if they're going to be loose and splashy and battly, then I definitely want to shove. If they are going to be very, very overly weak and tight and straightforward, then perhaps min-raising and then betting like one big blind on the flop is fine. So I, I know in any normal world, it's just an easy shove, right? But what I'm trying to show you is in spots like this where if you think you know something about your opponents, which I do not here, so therefore I shoved, but if you think your opponent's going to be very blatantly straightforward, then you can min-raise fold. Because if you do min-raise this and then they shove on you, you're going to be against really good hands. I mean, I don't know. Let's go over here and look at Equilab, right? Give us ace-two offsuit. What do we think they're going to be shoving in this spot if they're 
very straightforward, which again, I don't think they are, but if they were very straightforward, maybe they're going to shove this, maybe. Maybe they'll shove this. Obviously, this would be far too tight and not a good strategy, but some people will use this strategy. And you see against this, I have 32% equity at a final table, right? And based on the pot odds, let's get out the calculator again, the handy dandy calculator app. We need to put in uh, nine more to win our 11 and their 11. So that's 22 plus the big, uh, the small blind and the ante. So that's 23.5, right? So we need 38% equity, not accounting for the payout implications, which means we probably need more like 44% equity or something. And obviously we're nowhere near 44% because I just showed you against a tight range, we only have 32%. So men raising this and folding this is actually quite good if your opponent's going to be weak and tight and straightforward. Um, we did sit down at the final table. Princess Love right next to me. She showed me her phone and she showed me that she had almost all of my audiobooks on her phone. She said she liked my content a lot. If that's the case, you know, maybe she's going to be getting in there and battling normally. So if she's battling normally, I obviously can't be folding. Um, also, you have to ask how are my opponents going to play post-flop? Because if they're just going to fold everything, which again, no one's going to do, but imagine they they literally played shove this range, fold everything else. The min raising is just way better, right? But the problem is they're going to call with all sorts of stuff that's suited, connected, whatever. And they're going to realize their equity okay with those hands. And I don't know they're just going to be super weak and fold to a one big blind bet on the flop. So all of that's going to make me just play closer to normal GTO type poker. Although that said, this might even just be a spot where min raising could be okay. Because ace two is really bad when you shove and get called. King seven suited. Notice that's a hand that could potentially shove if I min raised, but we'll just fold if I shove. Ace ten offsuit's an easy call. All of it, song with ace ten. He snap calls me, good, which is which is good. He's got a call. And all right, makes the call, and here we go. Jonathan Little on the ropes. Good. Here we go. No, I just need the two really. <laughs> I had king seven suited. Hmm. Probably the winner. Probably but the you winner. Never know. Doesn't matter. Now. Yeah, you doesn't feel know. to be the man. <laughs> I'm just being me and having a good time. I got does find two. a way. It looks bad it's for up me. to 2.3 million. I'll take a chop. <laughs> chop it up. Chop it up. You want to chop? Nah. Take money back? <laughs> no. <laughs> Run it twice. You're looking Run good. Run it twice. <laughs> you know what, John? I've got a good feeling for you, man. I have a good feeling. I've got a great feeling. We'll see. Feel it in my balls, <laughs> I have a good man. feeling. Oh. And he just pops <laughs> the wheel. Chop it up. Chop it up. Chop it up. So no, we gotta hear this guy jack again. Oh. I've got a good feeling. Got... <laughs> Run it twice. You're looking Run it twice. <laughs> you know what, John? I've got a good feeling for you, man. I have a good feeling. I've got a great feeling. We'll see. Feel it in my balls, man. Got a good man. feeling. <laughs> he, he feels it in his balls. <laughs> and he just flops a wheel. Chop it up. He just flops a wheel. I got that's, that's not they fair. said they had a good feeling about <laughs> Wait, it. Wait, you, you might Lins. have some crumb. Is it close? I'll do half. Yeah, I might have some crumb left. But wow. you do the other half. That's like, see you later. Not I need those. That's like, see you later. Just flops the wheel. Fucking. <laughs> yeah, repeat it. Give me a two. Give him a ten. Two. Meaningless. It's not. It's not. I do still chop it up. That's not fair. Don't do it. What kind of a flop is that? Ripper <laughs> King, <laughs> Jonathan Little. Okay? That's how the pros do it. I got some left. You got some left. You, got some you can learn more about that over at PokerCoaching.com. Let's see what it's on Twitter. That is one million seventy-five thousand. Yeah, can you do it for me? You're still a winner. You got like four hundred something left. Jonathan Little, you lost another YouTube subscriber. Sorry. <laughs> lost a YouTube subscriber. Such is life. I'll take it.
You're getting a tiger? Yeah. Queens, that's good. Okay, let's take a look at stacks. 1,000, I'm sorry, 100,000, 200,000, okay? One, two, three, four, five. Five people left, one short stack here. Okay. Do I want to be min raising much of anything here in GTO world? I gotta presume just no. That said, I'm gonna pull up some charts over here if my computer will function properly. Internet goes slow when I'm streaming. Give it a second. We have some ICM charts over at Poker Coaching. We're working to add some more in the very near future. Really focusing on getting some cash game multi-way charts loaded up very, very soon for the advanced cash game courses coming out in about a week. But this is a spot where you have to ask, do I want to have any min raises that will fold to a shove if Princess Love or Bala shoves? And, um, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. I think this might actually be one of these spots where we should be min-raising some marginal junky trash. But, ugh, feels bad. Feels bad, feels bad. Let's see. We have some, let's take a look if we have any charts here that make logical sense to use. We want to look at five-way charts, what we have loaded up right now. We don't have any that with someone's like super shallow, but you can kind of extrapolate a little bit to something like, eh, Maybe, maybe this. Let's look at uh, what happens for the 30 big, actually we're only 12 big blinds. I don't have any sacks this short. We need, we need, we need a shorter one. I don't have anyone with the right position. All right, well, whatever, fine. We will, uh, we'll get more loaded up. Like I said, we're loading up very soon. This is a spot where though, I think maybe men raising some hands makes sense. Whenever there's gonna be really, really big pout implications, you want to, really not go broke if you're a stack that can reasonably hang out, right? So I think here, maybe we're supposed to min-raise like aces and kings and maybe something like ace nine offsuit or something like that. This is one of these spots where you just really don't want to go broke. The problem though is that Love and Bala should be jamming me kind of wide if I do min-raise because Lee can fold to the min-raise and then I'm just like hanging out to dry. That said... I wanted to get that trophy. That trophy back there is way more important to me than the money. So I'm going to play in a manner that doesn't really care about payout implications so much because uh, to be fair, I don't really care about the payout implications so much. Now we're just playing like closer to regular GTO tournament spots. And if we have 12 big blinds on the button, you'll see we uh, do get to have some min raises. And I'm going to be playing closer to this in this scenario. Probably not min raising like 10s and 9s and 8s. But I think everything else is pretty reasonable. That trophy is bowing your shelf. It actually is. Hope it doesn't break one night. Can you imagine one night you just hear the, the whole bookshelf fall down? So look, here's what you're supposed to do 12 big blinds on the button. I think a lot of people get in their heads you should be shoving or folding everything when you have 12 big blinds. But no, 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 no. You need to be min-raising your best hands they can easily raise and call it off, plus some hands that are on the cusp of playability. So given I don't really care about the payout implications so much, I'm going to be doing something like this. Remember I had 10 big blinds on the button a minute ago, by the way? If there are no payout implications, easy shove. Although, oh, look at that. Funny enough, you can min raise it and then fold to a shove. But anyway, anyway, what I want to show, though, is that 12 big blinds in this spot, I'm in the, I'm in the cutoff. It's not going to change things too much, but... Uh, yeah, this is closer to what I was actually going to be doing here. This this actually makes, this looks a lot more correct, right? So notice aces, kings, queens, jacks, tens, and ace, king. 
plus a few of the absolute best hands are min-raising, right? And then these hands on the cusp are also min-raising. And you're, the plan is to min-raise these hands on the cusp and to call off all the good hands, right? And that, that's what I would be doing if there were no payout implications. And here I'm playing kind of like there are no payout implications. But in, in, uh, if I, uh, as you care about the payout implications more, you don't really want to be raised folding so much with these hands up top, right? And you really don't even want to get action with them. Like you're fine just winning the pot. Uh, six hours at a time. Min raise though. Yeah. How long does it take to do a whole tiger? Uh, I've done are you like... a Leo? If uh, Lee is in a spot where everyone is going absolute nuts, he can maybe actually fold this in the small blind because he doesn't have to pay any blinds until he gets back to the big blind where he's going to be all in. And, you know, I mean, I'm never folding Jack 7 suited here in any normal world with 250k left. But if they are actually all going nuts, then, and you care about getting a payout jump, there were reasonable payout jumps in this tournament. This is a spot where maybe you could fold some marginal stuff, but not, not Jack 7 suited. Thank you all for being here, by the way. If you're, if you're enjoying the show, click like, click subscribe. Go tag this, uh, go share this, tag StormX, let them know that you enjoyed them putting on the tournament. Sagittarius. Oh, I'm a Leo. <laughs> I'm a Leo. Do Leo's like Tigers? Nice. Is that similar? Leo's like Sagittarius. Oh. Daniel Lee nice. for it again with the Jack yeah. 7. <laughs> All right. So now I raise, Lee is in. This is a spot where Bala can conceivably jam quite wide. Because now I really, 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 I, Jonathan, really do not want to call it off here without a very good hand. However, I did min raise from the cutoff. And if I'm literally telling you I am min-raising something like this, maybe a little bit wider with some suited connected stuff, but not really, then that's a range you can't really mess around with. If instead I'm min-raising like a lot more of this marginal stuff in this read, oh, you guys can't see my mouse. Why can't you see my mouse today? It's so weird. If I'm min-raising stuff like King-10 offsuit, Queen-9 suited, Ace-2 suited, and I'm going to fold that to a shove, then obviously it could be shoving way wider, but 9-4 offsuit can't get involved. Oh, nice. All right, I need diamonds. Nice. <clears throat> Went all in with that. I've got, I don't know, two big? One big? <laughs> Not a lot. One you can't really one and a half. One and a half big? Oh. Pretty good. Uh, it's gonna be difficult, but does have diamond, diamond. It could come king, king ten. King ten. Literally all the draws. King ten. One you, time. You can give me ten. a set, but give him something that's that's pretty good. King ten. Uh, a seven, right, though, right, will right. end GG. Daniel GG. Lee's run. Anticlimactic. Fought valiantly with that Thanks. short stack. And then there were four. Four. Out in fifth for about $25,000. It leaves us with our final four. All right, let's take a look at another hand. Okay, <clears throat> for second. We're down to three. Blinds have gone up again. The blinds are up in this tournament every 20 minutes. So it's a turbo tournament. I think a lot of people get in their minds, oh, turbo tournament, no skill. You just got to gamble. But as we've shown so far, there have been a few spots where, yeah, I've ran hot. To be fair, I won it all in with ace two, lost all in with ace king, picked up two small pots, one with just a blind raise with the 10-3 offsuit, one I double barreled the 8-5 suited on an ace four four six board, right? So we're winning some pots that perhaps some people would not naturally win. And, you know, I don't know exactly how many chips we picked up in this tournament through these small pots we're winning, but it's some real number, right? And if you consistently do that, you'll consistently chip up instead of getting blinded down. And we found ourselves here. We are last in chips, but we have 11 big blinds. Princess Love has 15. Bala has 13. So we're all pretty close. About 50K for third. I had a lot. 
<laughs> we have the same, about 2.7. Oh, you can eat. Easy all in for the King Jack. Nothing really to do here. Absolutely nothing to do here, to be fair. Let's go back to these ICM charts. Maybe we have some three-handed spots that make sense. Ones, three ways. So we have something like... Hmm... Let's need to be able to rearrange these things. So let's say they fold. What should the small blind be shoving? You see small blind should be shoving a ton in this spot, right? So like King Jack's just super duper easy all in. You can still have some min raises with the nuts, perhaps. Let's look at a slightly different one. Again, not, not exactly the right spot I would, I would be ideally going for, but here you see again, it's like King Jack's just always all in. Not, nothing even say here. A little bit with the King Ace-3 suited. Let's say they do go all in in this spot. What do we call with? Well, Ace-3 suited, super easy call. Not even close in any any normal scenario. Here's a spot where we have a bit more payout implications where we expect ball is going to be shoving wider, but um, you, know, you do have to worry about payout implications in this one. Here, again, just easy call. You can see here that if you fold, you lose 1.07 big blinds. If you call, you lose 0.77 big blinds, which is a difference of, what, 0.3, something like that. So 0.3 blinds to call, kind of like worst case scenario. And that's not even what we're looking at here. This is just an easy call. Jack. Uh, there's 11 total, so that means you got five. Jonathan five Little is about to look down at the ace three suited. We're about to see another all, all in. Yep. All, right. all in. Alright, all right. makes the call. Here we go. Uh, it's flip. little the one who's all in and at risk. It's not possible. It is hard to lose two in a row. Not possible. He's Tell me you folded a three. Favorite you folded a king? here. I don't even remember what I had. <laughs> she didn't fold a king. It, it was not bad. It had wasn't a, three. a king, I don't think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It had a three. She folded a three. 6.6 million <laughs> in the pot. I don't think a three matters that much. It matters. Wow, Nine, five, five, three with That's two spades. Good. Well, this is the one I lost against Simon earlier. He had Queen Dragon. Yo, King a red. flush rod too. I know that. I'm fucked. <laughs> Needing a king or a jack. Oh, That's shit. not a spade oh, no, until now. Wow. How much As little turns the stone colds. And is yeah, up so to 6.6 yeah, like right? like million that. in chips. Brown ball will be down to about <clears> two bigs. We have a question. You recently played a tournament with 120 people. Four people went all in. You had ace eight suited with 12,000 chips at 1,000, 2,000. Should you fold? Yes. I'll be 50, so you guys better be scared. Did that ace two already happen? It did. I won. We'll go back and, you know what? Let's go back and watch that ace two hand for fun. Where is that ace two hand? Uh, here we go. I like the, I like the, and flowing. The, the a lot of people are saying that they've heard about my love for tequila, and that's why the poker community has really embraced it at the table. Yeah. More money. What about the money? Well, oh boy, I got red wine. Red. Did you get your wine? Jonathan in for all of it. Song with Ace Ten. All right. Makes the call, and here we go. Jonathan Little on the ropes. Here we go. I just need the two really. <laughs> I had king seven suited. Hmm. Probably the winner. Probably but the you winner. You never know. Doesn't matter. Now. Yeah, you can't call. What would go? Ace two. Little ace does find two. a way. It looks bad. It's up me. to two point three million. I'll take a chop. <laughs> chop it up. Chop it up. Do you want to chop? Nah. Take money back. <laughs> no. <laughs> Run it twice. You're looking Run good. it twice. <laughs> you know what, John? I've got a good feeling for you, man.
I have a good feeling. I've got a great feeling. We'll see. I feel it in my balls, I've got a good man. feeling. Oh. And he just flops a wheel! He just flops a wheel! Felt it in his balls. All right, here we go. We are now playing three-handed again. Okay, take a look at this spot. Bala has run it back up. He has seven big blinds. I have 20. And Princess Love has 12 in the small blind. All right. My next all-in will make me... Should we shove this? I think it's easy shove. In spots like this, you want to ask, can I min-raise and then fold to a shove in any real world? And I mean, maybe I could. The problem, though, is that when you min-raise, you let Bala call with all sorts of stuff in the big blind and realize his equity okay. Because if he flops any sort of pair or draw, he's just going to put his money in. Whereas when I shove, I force him to fold out a lot of stuff. So this is just an easy all-in, I think. Do we have any charts like this one? I want to have the big stack first. Yeah, not loving this. We need to get more charts. Okay. Running even. What's, is that all in? Uh, uh, looks like all in. Little rips it in on the button. That's very aggressive. Aggressive player. Uh, what the fuck do I do here? It's hmm. not your turn yet. I know. All right. I'm just thinking. <laughs> I listen to I listen to your audiobook, and your audiobook says to fold this hand. Good fold. Okay. <laughs> 1.3 million. Close spot here for six big blinds with no payout implications. I think you got to call. If I'm going to be shoving very wide, you got to call. I think it's close. I mean, look, this is a spot where. He really needs to assess how often is Princess Love going to bust out to me. And she's literally announcing she has listened to the audiobooks. So, you know, she's probably going to be at least okay, right? And she had been snug enough. There was a spot where she shoved like 5-3 suited in the cutoff for a decent amount of chips, which was a good, I mean, it's fine play. Just abuse the, the bubble, which is kind of what she did, or abuse the final table, which she did. Um, so that should make Bala a little bit more inclined to call off slightly wider. I'll also be shoving very wide here. I mean, he knows anything about me. He knows I like the all-in play whenever I have the big chip lead. So I think this is probably a reasonable call. When I got interviewed by Jeff Platt at the World Series main event, did I bust anyone? I think I busted about two minutes after that. How does it feel to watch yourself beat everyone? It's nice. To be fair, I'm winning every hand. I'm trying to give all of you educational information, though. This is a turbo tournament. Yes, we're all shallow stacked, yes, but... You need to know the thought process in these scenarios so that you all can get out there and hopefully run a little hot and win. Uh, <laughs> does Ishan have to go with it here with the Jack-10? Come on, net. 1.3 million more. <laughs> You're so bad at playing. <laughs> you know you want to gamble. Five big blinds. <laughs> five big blinds? <laughs> you may be dominated. Like, that's how probably bad Probably dominated. I have Jack-10, I don't know. Wow, that's pretty live usually. Uh, fuck. <laughs> That's pretty live usually. I don't know if we can get some speech play to get a fold here. In reality, I want him to fold now, right? Like once he announces that he has Jack 10, I gotta be quick-witted and come up with something to say that will hopefully make him think he's dominated. Because I really do want live cards to fold, right? Because I'd rather just win the pot. Winning the pot is very substantial, 750K. I mean, look, look at how many chips are in play. I don't know what it is, but it's like what, 10 or 12 million or something. So getting 750 is very, very nice. No contest. Or usually. <laughs> It is pretty live here. Whatever, it can't be that bad, I guess. There we go, makes the call. You got a call. call. Alright. I agree with that. You always have an ace. I got a good Jack 10 yeah, for him, ace 4 suited for Jonathan Little, 3.6 million in the pot. YOLO. <clears throat> can't fold Jack 10, come on, get real. 
Brown ball finds a way. Why you slow roll me then? Come he on. is back in the mix. If it. not, Little will take a commanding lead in the heads up. I don't know how to God damn it. Gonna be tough. A75 with two diamonds, a couple backdoor draws for Bala. It's looking, it's looking thin. Oh, Four right. diamonds, diamonds on fair. the turn. There is that flush draw. Needs on, a diamond. On, time. To stay alive. <laughs> Rivers the two right. spades. Nice GG. You're fun. Yeah, good game ball. to Ishan, Mr. Brown Bala, out in third <laughs> for a little bit more than 49k. And how about this? Uh, what are the odds of that? Princess love, dreams do come true. Oh my God. Heads up with Jonathan Little for the title. All of these people were rooting for Princess Love. No one was rooting for me, except for my friend Johnny. <laughs> love to see it. This is awesome. All right, let's go. One more hand. I talked about min-raise folding to a shove earlier. Is that based on player type or my hand or the opposite stacks or what? If you have like 12 big blinds and they all have 12 big blinds and there's five big blind stacks at the table or if I think they're going to play really... So look, if I don't want to go broke, you want to be min-raising hands that are going to be really dominated when you do get all in. So in that spot with ace two, I could min-raise and then if they did shove, I could fold because I really am going to be super dominated against a weak type player, but these opponents were not weak type players. Therefore, I should just make the normal play and shove. 20 blinds, king, queen, suit on the button, folds to the low jack, they min raise. What should you do? I don't know. Look at the charts. You are all so lucky that I made this site called pokercoaching.com. Click 20. We're on the button versus a raise from the low jack. Oh, oh, oh. Versus, uh, versus a raise from the low jack. What should you do? The answer is going to be all in. Yes, the answer is all in. How did I know the answer is all in? Because I've looked at the charts. Now, of course, you can adjust to take advantage of whatever your opponent's doing correctly, but easy all in. Consult the charts. Please consult the charts. They will answer the vast majority of your questions. Thank you. There you go. King eight. All right. Princess Love has eight big blinds. King eight's going to be an easy all in. By the way, Princess Love was clearly like getting in there and playing. I was very lucky that I won the first two or three hands just by getting good cards. And I think maybe she thought I was just like being overly aggressive, which I actually do like doing early and heads up matches against a lot of players who I think may not call it off quite wide enough. Because, uh, well, a lot of people do not call it off quite wide enough. Do we have charts for this? Uh, heads up, one big blind ante. Let's look at like 15 big blind poker. What should I be doing from the small blind in GTO world? Notice I should not actually be shoving all that often, right? What about 10 big blinds? I should be shoving more, but look at what the big blind should be calling with versus all in. They should be calling off with like jack four suited for 10 big blinds, a nine six suited, 10 eight offsuit, queen seven offsuit, king four offsuit. If you think your opponents are going to fold these hands to a shove, then you should be shoving far wider than whatever the GTO strategy recommends. So instead of, uh, instead of limping with a lot of these hands that are in this region, I'm just gonna shove, them. I mean, sorry, the bottom portion of the region, again, you all can't see my mouse, but. The bottom portion of this region, like jack six, jack five, eight six, nine three, I'm going to be shoving these hands very, very aggressively early in a heads up match. And you can use these charts in a tournament with a one big blind ante or with a small ante, because at this point there are no payout implications, because we're essentially just playing for the difference between first and second. For Is it on me or princess or love, I'm all in. There we go. Good all in. Yeah. Easy call apparently. Lilo makes the call and calls quickly with ace queen. To Fair the dismay flip, of the crowd. 
Good all in. Tesla, two to one dog. We were friendly. I'm not kneeling her. I'm saying, you know, you got to go all in there. Yes, do you? <laughs> no, just Signs king eight. Away, though. We're just about all square. Easy all in. Jack nine three. Nothing doing quite yet. Needs a king or an eight. Their YouTube comments over here says, Jonathan Little and Cool don't belong in the same sentence. LOL. <laughs> three on oh the God. turn. Ripper card. It's a nine, and Jonathan Little wins Storm X Invitational Woo! Three. <laughs> nice playing with you. You too. I'm very glad we got heads up. Thank you. Thank You're you. Welcome. Nice meeting you. Nice meeting you. It draws some boost from the crowd at first. They end up applauding more than $130,000 heading Little's way along with the trophy. How about Princess Love, oh, our runner-up today? Heck of a performance. Whenever I bust, second I place got to feel great. A year ago. Oh yeah. Yeah. And now here you are. Yeah. Less than a year of poker. They make they us make stay here forever. Taking pictures. I think they interview Princess Love here in a minute. Nine. Simon Yu. Fourth round ball out in third. Princess Love. Congrats to Simon. He put on the tournament. Took sixth place. Good job. Good work. Let's reach Cody. Start with you. Well, congratulations to you both on a great finish. Princess, we'll start with you. Before today, we knew you as a reality TV star. We didn't know just how good you were at poker. <laughs> what has your journey with poker been like to get to this point? Well, I learned how to play poker not even a year ago, and I fell in love with it. And, you know, it's, it's funny because I actually watched and listened to all of Jonathan Little's <laughs> audiobooks. So I'm like, if I lose, I wouldn't mind losing to him, it's okay. But I'm, I'm proud of myself for making it this far. Well, congratulations on a great finish. Jonathan, you had to be one of the favorites coming in today. Did that give you some more confidence amongst this field? No, I ran like the sun. I won with ace two, two times. I got it in bad, and I was luckiest player today. The Stormax Invitational is an event unlike any other poker tournament. What was your experience like today with this unique event? It was an amazing time with amazing people, and it was a whole lot of fun. Well, thank you. And with that, I will present to you this trophy, Jonathan. Thank you. You will also <laughs> receive the first place prize of $130,000. Congratulations, right. Jonathan. Once again, you can take your trophy. Jonathan Little, you are the Storm X Invitational 3 champion. It should be. I don't know how you lost it. <laughs> well, that was awesome. That was awesome. Good run. Good game. I played my best. I ran hot. It was a fun time. Is that the same trophy? Yes. It's up there. How's that? I still stand upright. I'm very strong. Very strong. You got to get in the gym. You got to work out. Funny enough, I already had a table lined up at the club before I even played this tournament. So we were going to go out and party. And it was just so funny that I happened to be the one who won the tournament. So nothing really changed on my plans. But uh, I was thinking, do I take this to the club? And then it occurred to me. I cannot carry around this thing all night. That would be a big mistake. So I went and dropped it off in the hotel room. But yeah, that was that. It was a good time. Great fun. I hope they invite me back next year. They may not because I won the tournament. Um, but hey, I'm always happy to play. If anyone has any invitational tournaments, invite me. I'll probably come out. I like hanging out. I like meeting people. It's a ton of fun. I enjoy having a good time is all it amounts to, right? 
you all know me. You, if you're here in the mornings, you, you know that I just, I like, to, I like to mingle. I like to meet people. I like to add value in all sorts of ways that I can. And I was very, very happy to get to go play this event. So huge thanks to Simon. Thanks to StormX. Thanks to PokerGo for hosting the event and putting this on YouTube, letting us use their commentary. I mean, their commentary. Let us use their content. A lot of fun. That's it for today. Hope you enjoyed today's show. Do me a favor, click the like and subscribe button down below. There's not going to be a little brain fuel or a little coffee next week because I have a weekend, all weekend uh, birthday party for someone here in New York City. So I'm going to be worn out. I already know I'm going to be worn out. So I'm going to sleep in on Monday. Sorry. We'll be back the next week with another show. Good luck. Have fun. Make the most of your opportunities. Check out the advanced cash game course at pokercoaching.com. Check out 100 Essential Tips to Master No Limit Hold'em. If you want to get money back whenever you buy stuff on the internet, check out StormX. They give you crypto whenever you buy stuff on the internet just for free. Good luck. Have fun. Thanks again. Would I play the game of gold? Of course I would. Have a great day. Thanks a lot. And I will talk to all of you next time.